הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש משווה ארצמה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסוד עולם, נחל נובע מכה חוכמה. רבנו נחמן פגה בן שמחה, נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן דחותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So, בעזרת השם, today we're going to do סעיף כ"ג וסעיף כ"ד of שבחי הר"ן. We stopped uh, the last, sec- last podcast with the idea of humility. And our Rabbeinu said that he attained the highest degree of humility that exists to the degree where a person can say about himself that he's, that he's humble. As Rabbeinu said, the highest level of humility, the truest level of humility is when a person can say he's humble. Rabbeinu is going to add on to this idea of humility and to bring us another inyan with, with, with regard to this uh, subject of humility. As uh, we know about this idea in, uh, in Likute Morantinyana, about how humility and the lowliness of Moshe Rabbeinu exists within each and every limb of every single Jew. <clears throat> It's brought down in, um, in Torah Ein Bet, if I'm not mistaken, in Likute Morantinyana, somewhere around there. Torah Seif Chav Gimel, lesson 23. Rabbeinu said that he had attained the ultimate degree of humility and he had banished all sorts of pride and arrogance in all of his limbs. Rabbeinu attained the ultimate degree of anava in all of his limbs. Because there's a person that is humble. But this humble person doesn't have the humility within his heart. His heart doesn't possess that humility. It exists in all the other limbs except for the heart. And there's another humble person who has a humility in every single place, but except for another limb. But Rabbeinu said that with regard to himself, the humility was so high that it reached every single aspect of his body, every single muscle, every single limb. Because his heart and all his limbs had reached the the ultimate degree of bitul, of nullification. Rabbeinu speaks about this, that sometimes the humility is dormant within each and every person, but he has to reveal it and bring it uh, in a way, he has to awaken that humility within each and every person. And Rabbeinu explains in this lesson that what? That the Tchiyat HaMetim, the resurrection of the dead, will take place to the humility within each and every person. That according to how humble a person is, that will determine how much resurrection he has, how much will be restored in the time to come. This is a very special lesson, very deep lesson, one of the fundamentals of all of the Kutur Moran. Seif Chavdal, lesson 24. We also understood from Rabbeinu's words when he was telling us that when Rabbeinu was young, at the time when he was toiling and putting all his effort to serve Hashem, Rabbeinu would engage in countless amounts of self-mortification, of suffering. And self-control. And according to what we heard from his words and what we understood from his words, that Rabbeinu, he, he took upon himself all these sorts of uh, afflictions, whether it was rolling around in the snow naked, as brought down in Shah Kodesh of the Arizal, uh, number 22 over there. etc., etc., all these other sorts of mortifications, going in cold mikvehs, as we saw earlier in Shif Chayran, all these sorts of things that uh, really make a person uh, go to the ultimate degree of suffering so that he attains self-control and the mastery over his body.
ואמר לכם, רבנו עושה, שהסיגוף לאכול עצמו לבלי לחכך עצמו כלל, זהו הסיגוף הגדול ביותר. רבנו עושה, you want to know the greatest self-mortification that exists? you want to know the greatest amount, the greatest suffering? When you, have an, uh, when you want to scratch yourself, but you don't allow yourself to scratch yourself. When you have an itch, but you don't scratch yourself. <laughs> It's crazy. When a person feels this itch that's creeping on his body close to the flesh, and of course it's normal for every single person, normally every single person, whenever he feels that itch on his flesh, He wants to scratch it immediately because he feels this thing crawling on his body and creeping on his body. And Rabben accepts it upon himself as a self-mortification to refrain himself from itching his body, from scratching his body, not with his hand, not, not on his hand, not on his body, not any single muscle. Rabben wouldn't move an inch so as to let the itch continue creeping until the point where we're going to see here, Rabben said this is the greatest Mortification. Because the man is sitting there silently, basically. And those itching sensations, that itching sensation is constantly creeping upon you. More and more. And Rabbeinu forbade himself to not do what? Rabbeinu forbade himself to uh, move his hand or any single muscle. He accepted upon himself to feel every single itch in his mind. Rabbeinu said this is a tremendous amount of self-mortification. And Rabbeinu Nathan said that I heard from other great tzaddikim, other people, that this is a, uh, a tremendous avodat Hashem, tremendous siguf, a tremendous way of self-control. And Rabbeinu himself, may his memory be a blessing, did every single act of self-mortification that exists. And everything was done with complete simplicity and truth and desire for, for genuine honesty and, and uh, holiness. Until Rabbeinu got to the level in which he attained. How happy is he? Also with regard to the involuntary sufferings that most Sadiqim uh, endured. With regard to all the other suffering that the tzaddikim accepted upon themselves. Literally, there is nobody, no tzaddik that we can name that took upon himself more suffering than Rabbeinu did. It's impossible to describe or explain such a thing. Rabbeinu accepted upon himself sufferings from within his house, from outside, from everywhere. In the beginning, before the, Rabbeinu, before the end of Rabbeinu's days, before the end of his life, Rabbeinu had tremendous torments and afflictions that were awesome, that there is literally no way to compare them to any other sort of sufferings in the world. And he explained, Rabbeinu explained and he said, My suffering is always in my power, it's always in my hand. I have the capability to do whatever I want. Rabbeinu said that at the time when he wants to accept them upon himself, they, all these afflictions rise upon him. And in the time when he wants them to be removed, he's able to get rid of them. And the fearsome anguish 
the awesome anguish which Rabbeinu accepted upon himself, Halalu, the ones that we mentioned above, these are without measure, we cannot even explain how much. And they said in his name, and we mentioned Rabbeinu's name, that he said, that in the time when all these, these afflictions came upon him, from the outstanding pain and anguish in which he felt, that was tremendous. The suffering was so big upon Rabenu that Rabenu said that he would be able to bite wood with his own teeth. He would be able to cut through wood. As is the way of a person. It's normal for a person. When a person is going through unbelievable afflictions, tremendous suffering. For example, if a person is going through an amputation without any medical, uh, without any, uh, what do you call it? Anesthesia, for example, right? Giving a random example. That the suffering so big that you literally gritting and you're gnashing your teeth so strongly. And upon Rabbeinu it said, may his memory be a blessing, that Rabbeinu said about himself that he had such heavy suffering, such difficult uh, um, afflictions. That at the time of his afflictions, it would be possible for him to cut through wood with his teeth from the great amount of pain that he was going through. Ulam, however, the awesome and multitude of sufferings that he went through at the end of his days, in the last three years of his life, and the last three um, years in a row of his life, where he went through the tuberculosis that he was going through. That Rabenu's torments grew so much bigger by multiple levels that it's impossible to describe how big they grew, his, his afflictions. And a little bit about Rabenu's sufferings will explain a little bit in another place. Look in Chayim Moran and Rabenu's um, journey to Lemberg and also in the portion in which Rabenu describes how he settled in Uman in the last days of his life. We'll also look in the diary of Rabbi Nathan Yemeh for more about Rabenu's suffering. If Hashem wants, we'll explain this a little bit further. If it's Katsu, even it's just a little bit, just a small amount, because because we have so much to describe about this. But we omitted the majority of it, even of the little bit that we know. He gamze, and even of the little bit that we understood, we admitted most of it. He gamze, because even this little bit is a tremendous amount to describe. And all the papers in the world, all the, the yeriot, the sheets in the world, will not be enough to describe the suffering Rabbeinu went through. And the vision will come at its appointed time. To explain a little bit more with the help of God. Rabenu was such a master of suffering to the point where Rabenu prayed to Hashem Itbach, his brother Nechayim Moran. That what? Maybe in Sichot Aran, the Rabenu said, and he begged Hashem, that what? When a person were to come to him explaining to Rabenu his suffering, Rabenu wanted to take, take upon himself and to feel for himself the suffering that this person was going through. The Rabenu said, I do not want a person to come to me and for me not to feel the pain that he's going through. Rabenu begged Hashem that every single person that were coming to him, that was coming to him, that he should feel their pain to the point where he knew exactly what they were going through. That's the degree of self, 
of self, uh, what do you call it, sacrifice that Rabbeinu went through to feel the pain of every single Jew. As we know that, this, that the Tzadik HaEmet, Moshe Rabbeinu, has to feel the pain of every single Jew, has to do Teshuvah for every single Jew, has to feel what they're going through for them to understand how big it is, how, how much so that this Tzadik needs to pray for this person, you know. Rabbeinu put himself in every single person's shoes. As we see, this idea that Rabbeinu said, there's no such thing as giving up because he literally put himself in every single person's shoes. No matter how hopeless their situation was, Rabbeinu told all of us that there's no such thing as hopelessness, there's no such thing as despair. That no matter how far a person is, he can always come close to Hashem. No matter how big a person's suffering, he, uh, how big a person's suffering is, he can always attain a salvation. This is Rabbeinu. For Rabbeinu came to, to the world to draw hope to us, to make us understand that no matter how dark it is, there's always light. Bezrat Hashem. So God willing, next uh, podcast, we're going to finish Shivchei Aran, or the first section of Shivchei Aran, and then enter, um, God willing, in, in, uh, in two podcasts from now, um, the, the journey and the pilgrimage that Rabbeinu took to Eret Yisrael. Hashem, uh, next podcast we start with Si'if Chafhe, uh, lesson 25.